Welcome to Ponder and Practice, your one-stop shop for all things living both well and long. You deserve to feel comfortable being yourself as soon as possible and for as long as possible. I'm Dr. Katherine Hoffman, a naturopathic physician specializing in mental health with a simultaneous obsession with all things feeling better at 100 years old than you did at 20. If you want to be at your very best, mind, body, and spirit, for all that remains to you of this life, you're in exactly the right place. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Ponder and Practice. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It is, of course, such a pleasure and an honor to share this time and space with you, so thanks for hanging out with me. Um, I'm embarking on a two-parter here, um, and before I get to the topic of that, I wanted to do a little bit of an introduction to what my purpose is, um, and so obviously you're listening, you know that this is called Ponder and Practice. And the reason I chose this title is for the podcast is because that's the way that I endeavor to do life, um, which is to say that I really do my best to take in information. I'm someone who processes and thinks very deeply about things. I feel very intensely about things. Um, And then I kick it back into the world and I say, okay, well, this is the conclusion I've come to. Let's try it out. Like, let's get it out on the road and test drive it and see how it goes. And then I get new information from that. And then I take that in think about it some more, chew on it some more, process it some more, and then kick whatever new things back out into the world and test drive those. And so it's an ongoing process that never finishes, right? This is never going to be done until I die. Um, And really, it's the way of doing life that makes the most sense to me because we grow older, we gain experience, we um, make mistakes. And we have the option to take that information in to look back on those mistakes and say, oh, well, gosh darn it, I really wish that didn't go that way. But what have I picked up from this? What can I take away from this experience that is of value? Um, You know, if you're staring at a pile of, excuse my language, but if you're staring at a pile of shit or a pile of garbage and you're like, oh, what a mess, you know, and trying to figure out, like, what do I make of this um, proverb? proverbially speaking, of course, um, you know, as you start to sift through that and process through that more often than not, if you're intentional about it, and if you're willing to sit with the, the discomfort, what arises are some gems, um, and some really useful kernels or nuggets of, um, wisdom that you can carry forward and then employ, Um, if that, if a similar situation arises or that you can employ, um, you know, in the day to day, maybe a mindset shift, maybe another way of approaching a situation, maybe a reframe of something, it can look any kind of way, any number of ways, excuse me. Um, and so recently, um, I'm engaged in this mentorship program that has been very helpful for me and, through the process of being engaged in this mentorship, my own self-reflection has been kicked up a notch in a really big way. Um, And also the situations in which I find myself have shifted as I've been engaged in doing this internal work. And what I want to share with you is the, the learning, right? So you don't have to go through the same things that I've been through, but you can take the shortcut of my experience and then apply that to your life and move forward in that way. And so within the last month or so, um, 
something that has come up has been this this dual concept, right? And I talk about boundaries all of the time um, and use like saying what you need and using your voice. And so certainly that is of import and that is part of what has come up. Um, but more specifically, there's something that goes along with this, which is this concept of apologizing and what it looks like when an apology is superfluous in a way of negating your own wants, needs, desires, and negating the fact that you are, in fact, a human being deserving of everything that that entails, um, as opposed to an apology that comes from a place of, I really messed up. Like, I put my foot in my mouth. Someone's at the door. <laughs> the pleasures of working at home. Um, at any rate, apologizing at those moments when it's warranted, when you did something you probably shouldn't have and that was hurtful to someone. Um, And so in this two-part series, the first part I'm going to talk through is what it looks like when, um, when you learn to stop apologizing because an apology isn't necessary, because you're human and it's all good, and you're meant to be human, and it's okay if you need some things, um, and if you ask for some things, and if you stand up for yourself and say what's true for you. The second part of the series, which will be released next week, um, I'm going to walk through what it looks like when you really do need to apologize because you've messed up, right? Like something's gone wrong, you've said something you shouldn't, you've done something you shouldn't, and someone else was hurt by that experience. Um, So that's what we're walking into, that's what we're embarking on together. Um, So... Without further ado, let's get into it. So let's start by setting the scene, as it were. Um, So in two ways. One, generically speaking, and then two, specifically speaking, and I'll get into this example of um, what happened to me. So a lot of folks, and I find that this, like so many things I talk about here, For women especially, um, there's a phrase I really like called uh, the saris. Women tend to get the saris really intensely, depending on how they're raised and how they perceive themselves and the culture and et cetera, et cetera. And so when someone has, quote unquote, the saris, um, S-O-R-R-I-E-S, what ends up happening is that no matter what, they apologize for themselves. Um... So maybe they, you know, are in a line that they were in and someone comes up behind them. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, And it's like they're embarrassed or ashamed that they exist in this space. Um, Or maybe there's like they have something to say and they'll say it and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Or, you know, things like this where it just your folks are human and they're in the course of doing life, but they're. They feel ashamed, like they could, they shouldn't exist, they shouldn't take up space, they shouldn't have the needs that they need, whatever it is. Now, this is very different from something that's a more vindictive, like, well, sorry, you know, that's a very different um, situation, and that's not what I'm talking about. That's completely <laughs> outside of the scope of this two-part series that we're doing. Um, what I'm talking about is more of this uh, trying to make yourself small, feeling like you don't belong, feeling like you shouldn't be taking up space, feeling like you shouldn't have needs, and really diminishing yourself by way of apologizing needlessly for everything. Um, and 
so what and it can be tough to get out of this because it's a way of fitting in and a way of being liked and for women who are taught to be quote-unquote nice um, and to be deferential to everyone else um, whether it's other women or men in their lives um, folks who are non-binary what have you really anyone else um, it can be challenging to let this go because if you start to say to yourself and therefore to others that yes I take up space and I'm a human and I have needs and that's okay that can open up a lot of space for strife and conflict and rejection and it might be depending on the relationships in which you find yourself and the places and um, situations in which you find yourself it can be difficult to do this because there can be real consequences to this there can be very intense blowback from standing up and saying yeah this was not okay and I have needs and I'm not sorry about it it is what it is um and so as an example um let me tell you about a trip that I took <laughs> I uh for our anniversary my husband and I uh pretty much every year 2020 notwithstanding take a trip to New Mexico um, and visit and do some camping and hiking and spend time outside. And so this year we went and we um, had some Airbnbs and um, one of the ones that we stayed at was not great. <laughs> it was probably the worst Airbnb experience I've had um, since I've used that platform. And usually I have a really good experience with Airbnb. So this was a one-off. It was very uncommon um, to the point that uh, we didn't have toilet paper. We didn't have a blanket on our bed. Um, and we were sleeping in a bus. So it was, um, it was like a bus that was being converted into um, like a tiny home, which super cute, super fun. Um, but there were some basic things that we didn't have that we needed. <laughs> And I was very upfront about like, hey, um, you know, we needed these things and they weren't there. Like, can we get them? Um, what gives, you know? And I was polite about it. I said, you know, there's, we didn't have, it was freezing cold and we didn't have a blanket last night. Um, and the person, one of the hosts was very apologetic as was appropriate in my perspective. And as I was having this conversation with them, I thought to myself, I really want to apologize right now. And I had this urge to apologize for the fact that we didn't have a blanket and that I was asking for one for our the next night that we were going to be there. Um, and I didn't. I didn't apologize. <laughs> I stood there. I held my ground because it wasn't my fault. I didn't do anything wrong aside from expecting something basic. Um, and so everything worked out. It was fine. We got what we needed. No problem. Um, no harm, no foul. And that's all fine and good. And, um, and it was a very interesting experience to go through because as this person who was the host was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. La, la, la. 
my natural urge was to rush in and say, oh, no, no, it's fine. Like, no worries. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, it just, if it's not too much trouble, like if we could get a blanket, that would be great. And I didn't do any of that. I just said, I just kind of nodded my head and was like, yeah, okay. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. And that was it. And then we got what we needed and the situation was resolved. So I encourage you to think about if you find yourself, one, pay attention, right? If you find yourself saying sorry all of the time or frequently or on a daily basis, why? Why are you apologizing? What What's there that you feel like you have to say sorry for? Um, maybe professionally, if you're needing some support at work, maybe you're apologizing to your manager or your boss for asking questions, or maybe you're apologizing to a coworker for um, asking them to give you clarification on a piece of the project that they did that you don't really understand. Um, why are you apologizing? Why are you saying sorry for that? That's those are fair things. You want to be able to do your job well, you need to do your job well, and you need additional information in order to do that. That is nothing to be sorry about. Um, so pay attention in these moments when you find yourself saying, oh, I'm sorry, but, you know, fill in the blank. Or maybe you say something like, oh, I'm so sorry. Why are you apologizing? Um, notice that that's happening and then think through, gosh, that's interesting. What's going on here? Like, why do I feel like I need to apologize for this thing? And you don't need to tell the other person at all. Um, this can be, and put probably at the beginning, should be a very internal process that you're engaging in. And it's worth considering. It's worth thinking through and reflecting on what about me having needs makes me uncomfortable? What about that makes me feel insecure? and see what answers you get. There's nothing, there's no wrong answers. And of course, as ever, there's no judgment at all for if you are someone who has a case of the saris, it's all good. I get it. Um, I have been there myself and I still catch myself from time to time apologizing for existing for no reason. Um, and as I catch it, I think, oh, okay, <laughs> there it is. Good to know. Like, thanks for showing up again. And make a little note and then, you know, move forward from there and do better as I go. Uh, so at any rate, I encourage you to pay attention to this and notice. Um, and I think it's worth considering also, maybe this is, if you're thinking about setting boundaries, if you're thinking about doing more boundary work and artful boundaries and coming from a place of building a container, right? Because that's what a boundary is. All that you're doing is setting a container where you can feel safe to be who you are and operate in the way that makes the most sense for you. That's what you're doing when you set a boundary. And so, and there are a couple of different types of boundaries. One are um, internal. Nobody else has to know about them. These are just things that we do with and for ourselves. Um, so these are things like putting on do not disturb at a certain time of day. These are things like deleting email off of your phone or not opening your desk, your laptop, excuse me, after a certain time of day or, you know, leaving all of your work stuff at home when you go on vacation or getting to bed at a regular time every night or um, deciding that you're going to incorporate more fruits and veg into your diet. These are all personal internal boundaries that have nothing to do with anyone else. They have nothing to do with anyone else. And this is really a place to start to build a foundation and solidify your footing around boundary setting. And 
noticing where you are drawn to apologize and when you feel the urge to fill the space with an apology for whatever it is, um, if it's not warranted to apologize, noticing where those spaces are, this can be a really, really, really good starting point to learn to set artful boundaries because this is purely internal. It's between you and you and you can start to notice what is that sense of um, feeling unsafe? What is that sense of insecurity? And then you can start to fill in the gaps and move forward with that information once you have it. But until you start to notice that you are apologizing, that you do have the sorries, and that you're trying to fill the space and that you're trying to minimize yourself, until you start to notice those things and glean the information that has to give you, it's very difficult to move forward and set more substantial boundaries that are of greater consequence, potentially, and that are external and that other folks are involved in and that require conversations, etc., etc., etc. And so this is a really, really, really good place to start. If you're not sure, if you're afraid to start setting boundaries, just start here. Simply start, like I said, by noticing where are you drawn to apologize? Where do you feel like you need to fill the space? Where does that sense of insecurity come from? And what are you afraid will happen if you accept, even, even for yourself, if you acknowledge to yourself, only to yourself, um, and not necessarily to anyone else externally, what's the fear of acknowledging that, yes, you are a human with wants, needs, desires that are as valid as anyone else's? And that those needs, wants, and desires are worthy. They're worth being filled. They're worth being acknowledged. They're worth effort and time and interest, um, least of all from yourself and, of course, from folks around you who care about you and love you. So it's worth thinking about and it's worth considering. Um, and so <clears throat> practically speaking, right, that's the... Like I said at the top of this episode, where it's ponder and practice. So that's the pondering part, is gaining that awareness and noticing what's happening while it's happening. And then the practice part of this is ceasing to apologize for things that you really have no business apologizing for. And so in my example, like I said, I, I approached the host of, the, of this um, rental and I said, you know, we didn't have these things that we needed and this person was very apologetic and said, oh no, like, I'm so sorry, this really shouldn't have happened and I feel so badly about it, et cetera, et cetera. And so what I suggest that you say is nothing. Um, or maybe you say, thank you instead. Maybe you say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. This is really helpful for me. You know, maybe in that situation, if you're asking for advice or clarification from a boss or a manager or a colleague, whoever it was, um, saying thank you instead of saying sorry. Um, I saw a really good graphic a while back, um, and I'm sure these are still floating around online, so maybe you've seen them too, um, but there are f saying thank you is a really good way to diffuse that sense of needing to apologize for something. So if you are late um, saying thank you for waiting as opposed to, oh, I'm sorry I'm late, depending on the situation. I personally hate being late and I will always apologize for being late because to me that is a waste of someone else's time and energy, so I will always apologize. You can also say thank you for waiting. Um, 
you know, if you feel like you have been talking a lot to someone and sort of taking up all of the airtime in a room saying, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. As opposed to apologizing for taking up that space. Um, you know, if you, let me see if I can think of some other examples. So at home, maybe you need your spouse or significant other to pick up the slack around something. Um, instead of apologizing for making that request saying thanks so much for picking up this thing it really takes a load off my mind it really makes it easier for me to do the other things that i need to do so say thank you instead of saying that i'm sorry say thanks i really appreciate it it means a lot to me um and this does a couple of things one it gets you out of that sense of oh gosh i'm not okay and i shouldn't be asking for what i need because i'm conditioned that that's what's true, even though it's not. Two, it puts you in a state of gratitude, which is a delightful place to be, let me tell you. Um, if you can spend some more time in gratitude and less time feeling like you don't matter, that you need to diminish yourself, that alone will improve your quality of life tremendously um, without changing anything else. And then third, it ropes other folks in to be on your side and to appreciate you in return for appreciating them. And so saying thank you to someone is really a good thing to default to instead of saying I'm sorry. Um, I think when I was talking to this host, I said, you know, thanks so much um, for getting this resolved or something like this. That's a really good place to go as opposed to, oh, I'm so sorry that I'm asking for this thing. And even as I'm sitting here saying it, I feel, and maybe you can practice this as well, practice saying I'm sorry as opposed to thank you. Um, and maybe you'll notice a difference in your physiology, in your body, in your posture. As I am sort of play acting this out by, by myself in my office, when I uh, say that, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, like I feel my shoulders hunch over, I feel myself get smaller and sort of close in onto myself. Whereas when I say, oh, thank you so much for getting this resolved. Thank you so much for listening. My shoulders naturally sort of come up and back. I feel like my posture improves and I'm able to sit up a little bit taller. And so this can also be a nice way to learn to embody what it's like to really fully inhabit yourself and to really accept that Yes, you are a person. You are not less than or better than anyone else. In fact, you get to live on the same plane as everyone else because you're human and it is what it is. And you have wants, desires and needs, like I said, that are totally worthy and um, are of value and that are important to, of course, you and also um, to the, the world at large and everyone in between. And this is really why I do the work that I do because if you can get to a place where you can stand tall in yourself and acknowledge, yes, I am a powerful person and I deserve to take up space just as much as anyone else. I'm not better than them. I'm not less than them. And I have value to contribute to the world and that with all of the complexities that go along with being human, that's how we all get better. That's how the world improves and moves forward. And that's how we all get to continue to evolve and really be the bright shining humans that we're on this planet to be. And so it's a very worthwhile pursuit, even if it sounds very small and insignificant. Um, I find that it can be tremendously helpful just 
if you don't change anything else, if you're like, Catherine, I don't know about all these, all this boundary nonsense, just getting this one thing and mastering this one thing of saying thank you instead of I'm sorry can really take you very far. All right, my friends, that is what I have today. Um, check back in next week and I will be talking through the second piece of this, which is what do you do when you actually do mess up and you need to say that you're sorry? Um, in the meantime, if you want to get started with your own artful boundaries, I encourage you to check out the show notes. There are three resources there that are tremendous. One is a free boundary setting guide, um, which will walk you through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it's sort of a workbook situation, but it has some reflection questions to help you sift through what makes the most sense for you and where you're at. The second is a book. It's called Anger as Awareness. And if you have listened to any of the podcast episodes before, you know that anger is like my most favorite slash least favorite emotion at the same time. And if you can learn to use it effectively, it is life. It can be life changing. Nothing short of absolutely transformative. Um, and so that is also linked in the show notes. Anger is awareness. And then finally, there is a short uh, workshop that is available that's called Artful Boundaries 101, and it'll walk you through from the very basics to like how to actually have some difficult conversations. Um, so as you're going through this work and you're like, oh, I kind of want to dive in and do it a little bit more, that's a really good place to go to get a little bit more information, um, get some more practices and systems to get yourself set up to build a container for yourself that so that you can really express yourself and be yourself to the best of your ability. Um, cause that's what you deserve and it's what the world needs if I'm being honest. All right, my friend. until next time, take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Every week I say it is both a pleasure and an honor to have you here and to share this time and space with you. And every week I mean it just the same, truly from the bottom of my heart. This podcast has grown to a place where I never thought it would when I started it in 2019. And it's only because of you. It's because you're here. It's because you listen. It's because you keep showing up. Um, and I'm so grateful to you for that because I have so much fun doing the podcast and to know that it has an impact means the world to me. To that end, I have a little bit of a favor to ask you. If you have just a minute or two, if you could take that time and leave us a review and a rating, that helps other people find the show. It helps other folks to know that this content is valuable and helps to further our impact and help us grow um, even more. So with that, I say thank you and until next time. Mm -hmm.